Yeah. All right. We're now recording another program. Right. Yeah. Where the term cockpit came from. I don't know, man. I think you'd know that being a pilot and everything. You'd be one of the first questions. That would be the first question you ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is it called a cockpit? Yeah. I, I may have asked it at some point. I don't know. Why don't you look it up while we introduce Fred? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys laugh, but... Um, when it comes to aviation and I'm looking at this story and whenever I see these stories it just sends shivers down my spine and I wonder why people do it I believe it was a woman in Innisfil at the airport there this weekend dies in a skydiving accident mm. like why do you do that why do you do why do you die in why an accident get in a pl- why do you get in a plane open the door and jump out like I don't why why uh, why why uh, no, I don't know. I, um, you know, our buddy Lumby, who was on last week, he's probably done 15 jumps. Dan's done a couple at least. Yeah. yeah but I never got it myself. No. I'm with you. It's when the, the remember the bungee jumping thing too, back yeah, in the 90s that made was no huge. Sense. Yeah. yeah. When I, you know, I found out my kids had done it and I was so glad they didn't tell me beforehand. Yeah. Because they did the big ones, Danny especially. I think some in some gorge somewhere. But even something as simple as when they offer zip lining, you know, yeah. at a place, I'm like, I'm okay down here. I don't need to soar above the canopies of the trees. I know, but that's pretty. You know, you're harnessed in and I don't care. In and, but when you jump out of a plane, like Dan, you did it. Is it? really exhilarating like i want to do that again type thing or is it just i'm glad this is over <laughs> no it was really <laughs> exhilarating yeah. kind of like a lot of sex right you know i'm glad i did it it's scary yeah. um sorry dan go ahead did you find it nerve-wracking i did uh just before jumping i was uh that like time didn't like they told me a couple times to make the jump on the, on the first jump i did and I didn't even hear him. I was just sort of like on the. But you went on a uh. dual or a tandem, right? Were you not attached to somebody? No. No, they uh, had little radios attached to your uh, your chest, and they guided you down. <laughs> and, and where was this? This was in, uh, I think, Claire's home in Alberta. It was so, uh, over the skies. So when you pull that ripcord, do you literally pull a ripcord, or do they do it automatically? No, it's done automatically, and it's called a pilot shoot. It's a little tiny miniature pilot. Uh, it's a miniature uh, parachute that yeah. pulls the so big one out. Between the jump and that, how much of your mind is thinking, is this going to, is the parachute going to come out? Like, from when you jump to the parachute being deployed, how how much time is that? On that first jump, because the, it deploys immediately, maybe uh, five, four seconds, three seconds, maybe. I, I want to go back to the fact that you went to a, a, a parachute school. Yes. And... You took a course. You, you went into some kind of room and watched a video. Well, or, they, or you had some instruction. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not sure they'd even do this anymore. And, I, and I'd be interested. And I'm not even trying to go for a joke here. I'm just curious. If well, they after would, the instructional if, period. No, but yeah. I was just saying, I think nowadays they don't do that anymore. On your first few jumps, you're, they're all tandem jumps. Maybe from I what I, I I've I've read recently, Dan. Yeah, yeah, but he was out, he was in the Wild West. Well, that's what I mean. It was Alberta. Mm-hmm. It was the eighties. They didn't care. I just yeah. find that fascinating. Here, we'll give you a few minutes of instruction, and then we're going to throw you out of a plane. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. It wasn't a few minutes. It was like 
like at least half the day. Oh yeah, you were there. Like uh, they they showed you how a parachute is packed. Um, they uh, take you out <laughs> to a, a mock up of the plane so that you would you know climb out on the mock up wing and you know jump. Oh yeah, that's the there. other thing they used to do. You <laughs> climb out onto the wing. What does that Did- mean? Well, did any part of you want to become a wing walker? <laughs> like, what do you, go through that. What, what do you mean? You, you, you climb, you hand over hand, you're like on the wing, like in the cartoons? No, no, like, no well, like there's a strut that holds the wing. Oh, okay, the strut. Above. Yes. Yeah. yes. So you, you're on the strut of the wing. So basically. you grab the strut once you leave the plane. It, well, you, you leave the plane by climbing out. On and putting your, you know, your feet or wherever it's supposed to be, just so that you're uh, optimally positioned to jump. Basically, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. And um, then uh, they tell you to jump, and then you jump, and uh, they they are holding. They held, in my case, they held the pilot chute. If you were going to do like jumps, like Lumby did. Once you get beyond the, the first few, like uh, immediately deploying the chute once you jump out when you're doing free fall, which is also I never got to that. But that's it sky diving, else. right? Yes. Yes. That's when your your pilot chutes tucked on your person. And then when you decide to deploy, it, you throw it up. There. Speaking oh. of chutes, do they give you uh, something to hold your pants full of shit? <laughs> because because diapers. So, do they give you a diaper? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I tell you, I, the 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 moment like because it's really noisy because you, you're you're riding along. I did a commercial once that I want uh, some sort of award for, but uh, you, you're riding along in the in the. Uh, uh, in the plane, when the door opens, the sound of the engine all of a sudden becomes really, really loud. So mm-hmm. it, slam, it sounds like it slams open, and, the, and then their engine is just really, really loud. And then when you make that jump off the wing, okay, it just it's quiet. All of a sudden, it's to- after the chute deploys, there's nothing but quiet. And you're just floating there. It's, yeah. it's so, it, it, so except the were, sound of <clears throat> your internally screaming inside your so, head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't yeah. go skydiving; you went parachuting. There's a difference. I guess that would be yeah, all uh, right. Yeah. But you know, people die in accidents every day. In fact, it was quite a weekend for accidental deaths, like on the roads and what have you. But when you die in a skydiving accident per se, is it really an accident? I mean, it, it's so needless. You didn't. You didn't need <laughs> yeah. to jump out of that. <laughs> the, the accident occurred when you said, "Yeah, I'll do that." <clears throat> Yeah, this seems like a good idea. No, exactly. Because if I'm in a, if I'm going to the cottage in a car, I have to be in the car, so to speak, and yeah. I die in an accident. <laughs> you can sort of get your head around that, but choosing to do that is well. We know it, in that case, it would be like driving to the cottage, and then at one point, you just jumped out of the car. <laughs> just don't. Yeah, and then and then you got hit by a car, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Oh, that was an <laughs> that was an accident." Well, if you hadn't jumped out of the van, Dan, can we just back up to that story, which was beautifully uh, articulated? There was a little sidebar there in the middle of it where you mentioned some commercial you had done and it won an award. And I was like, what does that have to do with what at that point in the story you were describing walking out onto the wing or something? Uh, Because I thought you had heard that commercial that I did. No. I'll try and dig it up somewhere. Uh, but it was about it was about about skydiving. Yeah, it was. It was it was for the firm that we ended up doing the skydiving with. Oh, okay. So Sorry, I, I, I don't recall that from nineteen eighty. It was an audio soundscape that I created, having done it to basically duplicate. Okay. The oh, so the commercial was you pretending you were jumping out of a plane, right? Yeah. Well, I apologize, Dan. 
I think I remember that. How long ago was that? No, it was in the 1980s. Yeah, it was oh, the 80s. 80s. Yeah. So it was long before oh. we met each other. Oh, okay. It's just over the years. Remember, Dan was, you know, he was the king of oh, yeah. um, voice work, and I guess it was the 90s. There was all sorts of uh, voice acting he did. <clears throat> yeah. So I guess I'm getting mixed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, getting back to the, uh, I don't know how we started with this. There were a lot of accidents on the weekend. I, I don't know what I was involved in on Saturday trying to come home, but a 40-minute trip took me an hour and 40 minutes. And for about half of that, 45 minutes or so, at the uh, point where the... 401 eastbound collectors and the 401 all congregate there to go to the you know the, there's Renforth that gets you to the airport and then there's the part where it all it all comes together to get onto the ramps of the 427 south and i was about three kilometers or less from that exit for 45 minutes and when we finally got around the accident it was one of those ones where so there was f- a few fire trucks, big um, tow trucks, no ambulances, because I guess they had cleared the victims. But it was a big enough one that it's it's it basically brought that those four lanes to a standstill for a couple hours. Yeah. You know, not typical of Toronto, but not right. Not that unusual anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, up near Barrie on Saturday, six young people in one car died. Just horrible. Because you read those stories and you read them and then you go to the next story and you just think of like six families, what they're going through today. And last week in, in Brampton, early last week or late the week before, there were three kids from one family just down the street from me that died in a car crash. And not to be weird or anything, I where it happened, I thought, how, I, like I saw it on the news, the car hit a tree and it exploded, and, I'm, and then they gave the street, and I thought, how could that happen? So I, that day when I was out and about, I just drove the route, and then I saw, it was this Conestoga, and then there's a sharp bend right where the tree was, so, mm. you know, not to make any accusations, but I got the impression somebody was going too fast, did not negotiate that bend. And hit a tree, and three kids from the same family, like 17, 18, and 20. Just horrible. Yeah, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. So, speed, plus, then yesterday, I'm out near Highway 28 here, and these two OPP cars come racing by. Like, they had to be doing 150K going north. And then about two minutes after that, another one, an SUV, OPP SUV, whips by, and it's got a boat on the back of it. So that, I'm thinking that's maybe a drowning. Hmm. All this stuff's going on, right? And you go about your day and lives are changed in seconds. You know who I wonder uh, about? Not worry so much because I don't have a bike myself. My buddy Dave uh, has a big Harley, you know, size bike. I don't think it's Harley me, but it's a big bike like that. But it's these small bikes Back to this 45-minute parking lot I was in on the 401 Saturday afternoon. So we're all stopped, but motorcycles are going in between the cars. And there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of room. And it's... Mm -hmm. So, you know, two things I want to bring up about it. It's one thing when we're at full speed and they're going in between cars. I just wonder, like, you know, that seems a bit dangerous uh, to them. But when there's no movement, how are those bikes just sort of 
going in and out of cars that are standstill. They don't know if somebody's going to get out of their car. And they're not, yeah. they're not, maybe they're not going super fast at that point, but they are going in and out of cars. I just thought, mm-hmm. isn't that illegal? It should be because, you know, one vehicle, one lane. You know? Exactly. That's what I was saying. Aren't we all... Same with even cyclists in the city. It's like, you know, they're always yapping about their rights and bike lanes uh, But cyclists and don't do with this. They don't do this. No, but I mean, so often cyclists, like if you go to make a right-hand turn in the city, they'll come up on your inside rather than wait behind you. And then sometimes you go to pull out and there they are. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but I don't agree. Yeah. That's a lot. Because I drive in those city streets. That happens a lot less now because of bike lanes i still get a little confused sometimes if i'm going to make a right turn and and am i going to go through the bike lane but what i'm talking about you don't see cyclists do which is go in between moving cars in lanes yeah they do that weird thing you described on the right but you won't see them in the city weaving in and out of live lane traffic in between cars i don't see it no Mm. dan duran uh all, all of this to say we're happy you're back safe and healthy from your <laughs> okay, yeah. ordeal 40 years yeah. ago yeah when you there jumped you out hey, of the plane you, uh, just to add to your weekend weird stuff there were, did you hear about the guy in the grand canyon <clears throat> fell off the grand canyon i did not on friday a 44 year old guy was hiking and he just slipped on the edge of the canyon and then uh, yeah. went down 200 feet see that scares me yeah was that it, did he die or did he have a parachute? Yeah, no, he's dead. <laughs> did he have a parachute? So that's the kind of death. Like, I, I, I mean, I've told you this before. So I'll just reiterate it really quickly because people often ask me if, because I'm a pilot, you know, what I ever, the, the joke in the aviation community is why would you ever leave a perfectly sound airplane? Yes. And most pilots, as I've explained to you guys before, are, are afraid of heights. So there's no way I would do it. Um, Listen, I've taken my aviation headphones off in the plane to do some stuff, to go grab something. Mm-hmm. It's noisy as hell up there. Mm-hmm. So I know what you're talking about. As soon as you open that door, and I've had doors open in flight. I, I know there's probably some serene kind of vibe floating through the air, but mm-hmm. it's just too fraught with that moment of, what if the buddy who maybe had a fight with his girlfriend or boyfriend and didn't pack the shoot <laughs> correctly, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And you, what you probably don't hear about is, like, hard landings and, you know, knees being destroyed and <laughs> yeah, exactly. bones being broken. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. No thanks. Um, no thanks. As you. long as you're... Listen... Now that this horrible ordeal is over, Dan. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) For you guys in your imagination. For me, I just look back at that experience (laughs) with joy. I know. How many years ago was it? Like 35, 40 years ago? Something like that. I don't know. I love that Dan's now getting... He's getting the gears about something that happened, you know, clearly 10 years before you met him. Yeah. 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 Well, that's our superpower. Making something out of nothing. Double shot power. Double shot power. <laughs> Go, Danny. Go, Danny. It's Dan This time. episode of Hubble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the Hubble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Brampton, and from a studio trailer on the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Go Daddy, and Health Gauge. 
And now here are two men who tried to crew up the Artemis One rocket, but NASA went with real dummies instead. Uh-huh. It's Humble and Fred. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, that's what I would do, you know, and I would never jump out of an airplane. But if there was a spot on a rocket, man, I'd be the first. I would sign up. That countdown's on right now. I would definitely sign up. Not that I would have to pay, but it was one of those things like, hey, uh, how would you like to go on a rocket ride into the atmosphere? I'd be, yes, let's do it. Sign me up. Well, I'd ask you to take some pictures for me. Yeah. Uh, Karen Zeifman is the author of Let's Talk About X, Baby, Cautionary Fails of a Self-Proclaimed Expert on Bad Relationships. She's going to be our guest. I had a chance to uh, pre-read some of this book. It's uh, very good, very well done. And Karen will be our guest, uh, forward by George Strombalupu and... um, May Potts and myself, uh, Jeff Woods and a few others were asked to write a little foreword, so I got a chance to read a little bit of the book, uh, I guess a couple months ago, and uh, we thought, hey, why not a little fun, light conversation about horrible uh, relationship stories? Oh, that's what it's about? Horrible relief? Yeah. Isn't that like the book you wrote? That's why uh, Karen asked me. I, uh, Mm. I, I think that's why. I certainly uh, told her I'd written a book called The Slime That Men Do. I, um, Dan Duran, you've got some great stories. No, we're not talking about those. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I don't know if uh, Dan's... In. Dan's already been... T- See, Dan doesn't like to be featured in mm-hmm. two content silos back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, well, if it was a joyful experience, then great, but no. Yeah, all right. I'll, you know what? Let's, dark stories there. I'll leave you out of it. <clears throat> I'll leave you out of it. I've got yeah. enough of my own. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Well, I'll sit back and listen. I can't really, you know, relate to this, but it's it's okay. I love stories. No, you I know. know you do. I was only dumped once in my life, and it was by Delise. <laughs> <laughs> ended up marrying her. Yes. Yeah. And then she, she came back. And she's like, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. A couple you. of days without her, Freddie, and it was no, like, right. no. Yeah. No. What, what was the reason that you broke up? Oh, I can't remember. She just thought it might be a good idea. So I said, okay. <laughs> really? That's it. Well, that's, well that you was were it. That, of an age where it's like, yeah. well, well, you know, I'm sad, but I'll, I can get my head around that. There's, see, you know, might be an adventure, but it didn't last long. Hmm. Like, in, 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 do you remember how many days it was? How, how, how many days were we broken up? Two, two, yes, two. <laughs> and did Doll come to her senses, or did you go oh, crawling no, no. back? I think, as the story goes, it was her idea to break up, and then I was sad, but I accepted it. And then a couple of days later, she called me, and I was at a party. Oh yeah, and um, that got her to thinking. Oh my goodness, my Freddie. My Freddie's out at a party. I hope he's not doing anything inappropriate. <laughs> no, she, she was like. The ne- she called the next day, I think, and then asked, can we get together and talk this out? And we did and everything. And the rest is history. But I, I just wait a second. Like, so she was out. She heard you were at a party and she's like, oh, I don't want Fred going back out into the open market. Basically. Yeah. 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 Who knows what who knows what he could could fetch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would he what's the going rate for a high school Freddie on the open market? No, that was college. College, Freddie, even better. And there was opportunity. Oh, there yeah, would have been opportunity. Well, sure. 
you know. Uh-huh. That's but right. it didn't come to that. So again, obviously, I could never write a book on that because that's my only story. Now, you guys. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't say who, but one of us was dating somebody who threw all their stuff onto a uh, the lawn of the apartment they were living in, <laughs> which not a lot of people have had happen to them. And I would I would wear that as a badge of honor. So <laughs> I would just say that is one of my favorite ex like relationship stories because it's the kind of thing you only hear about or see in the movies. But it is quite something. And I wonder I won't say who that's happened to, but maybe anonymously that person could uh, let us know what was that like when they came home to their apartment. And again, we, you can speak anonymously. Um, well, that person. Who, what would that? Avoid, what, how did that person also react? Had to, had to avoid being uh, having expensive uh, whatever crappy china that uh, that was. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, statues thrown at uh, that person. Oh, you, th- oh, that person was still being pummeled with uh, Royal with, Dalton uh, object, yes. objects. Royal Dalton figurines. Okay, so <laughs> again, I don't want to name names, but that person arrived back at their apartment in Vancouver, and that person's uh, girlfriend at the time had thrown all their stuff on the lawn. How high up uh, was the apartment that that person and that person's girlfriend were living? Oh, it's on a, you know, it's like a really high second story of, a, of an old house. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't an apartment. It was like so you were, it was the main, the, you were living in an old home. Well, it was a second floor. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver. Now, did you deserve, oh, did they, you. did this person deserve, <laughs> did they deserve this treatment or was she a crazy woman? Uh, she was a crazy woman. She ended up stalking me. Oh yeah! Didn't start out. I mean, stalking the, the person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. person stalking the person who's not there. either you or I, but whose initials are Double D. Mm. Yes, I'm sure someone of your looks and stature and uh, you know class has been stalked many times over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Fred. Is that a compliment? <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're definitely so. You're so beautiful that you would yeah. you're probably stalked every day. Yes. Every day, yeah. yeah. You can't have them all. So as soon as you reject one, they stalk you. Yeah, and then if they and oh, and once they've had them, they lose their minds. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, they lose their minds and they throw all all allegedly his stuff on the lawn. They can't live without his unique feature. Mm. They can't live if living is without you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know well, what? The, the, well, that what? person's that that person's stalker uh, yeah. stalked stalked that person all the way to Toronto. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, and then uh, you know when what? the stalking stopped, oh, yeah. when she found some one else to stalk. Do you not so know that, that story? You know what? I now that you bring it up, I do remember and how fascinating this is because so she flew from Vancouver to Toronto to continue the stock and, and what she did because she's not stupid. Stalkers aren't stupid. A lot of people think no. they are, but they're not. Uh, right. Some of our best and brightest have gone into stalking. <laughs> anyway, yes. and this woman, very clever and attractive, um, flew all the way to Vancouver, found out knew where Dan was working out in Brampton at uh, radio station CFNY. Broadcasting at 102.1. Wow. Okay. Followed him all the way to his Cabbage Town apartment where the confrontation took place. Dan, was that correct? 
Uh, yes, the uh, apartment uh, was in a, a big apartment building, and uh, she figured out which apartment I went to the underground parking to park, and then she would have pushed all the buttons yeah. on the apartment building to find yeah. out find me, and uh, then um, I ended up showing it my apartment itself, and I had to you know try and deal with that. Okay, I tried to get you- a restraining order, but what? So she pressed the button like for the intercom. Yeah. Yeah, for and about they, and fifty apartments. Yeah. So when you answered, what, what what was it like at that moment? Like, is that when you realized she was there, or did she <laughs> confront you at the door? Like, at the no, door? no. Yeah. At first, yeah. he realized she was there because he was she was throwing some of his uh, cutlery and shit back through, <laughs> trying to throw back it back up, through yeah. the window. No, but so when she pressed the buzzer and you answered, what what was that conversation? Uh, it wasn't a conversation. I just uh, said hello, and then there was no response. So, so she wanted- figured out that was that was back in the day before security. Uh, this building mm. didn't have great security. Yeah, it's so they had all the apartment numbers on the uh, the mm-hmm. listing. So it was you know what I don't know fifteen oh two or something. So she heard your voice, waited for somebody to come through the door, followed them in behind, and went up to your apartment. Yikes. Exactly. Yeah, so man. the door swings open. You see her. What's that like? Did any part of you think, well, you're here, we might as well do it <laughs> here. Old times. You know. I mean, no, what, I, yeah, hey, I, you uh, came all the way from Vancouver. I'm, I was just about to have a nap. Do you want to help me get my sleepy time on? I just, I, I don't know how that, uh, I ended up, that even ended up not being a police thing. Oh, yeah. So I eventually talked her down and out, and right. she left. I can't remember how I did that, but... That was uh, just a moments of awkward, like, you know, when you're in something, you just don't want to be in and you just can't mm-hmm. get out easily. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, we were like that at the mix. <laughs> <laughs> we were in yeah. something. We, we, yeah. we knew we shouldn't be in it, but we couldn't get out. Dan Duran. Yeah. Um, I love everything about that story. May I just punch up the ending for you, though, just if you need it? If you're not sure how it ended... Then really, yes. you, you should end it with that little bit I was doing. You go, yeah, it was terrible. She, I did all those things, and she found out my number, and then she got to the door, and I opened the door, and there she was, and I went, ah, might as well fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. You're here. Better story. Better yeah. Well, Better story. Not, it, yeah, it, it, at least puts an again. ending to the story, Dan, and it needed an ending. And a new beginning. Uh, Dan okay. Duran uh, may be around for uh, his news today because he's got a lot of work to do in the next couple of weeks, so we may not have him every day, but we might I'll have him. I'm going to give you an update on Artemis. On Artemis. Yeah, okay, Artemis. cool. Let me know when they're uh, offering uh, astronaut rides because I'm all over it. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, of course, lots to get through today. Welcome back from the weekend, everybody. Uh, before we get to some of the other content that we've curated on your behalf, my man Frederick has this to say. The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. If you have a small business and you've been considering a benefits package, this is the way to go. Go to chamberplan.ca today. Get all the information you need. You can actually get a free quote. It's a very simple process. You'll find out exactly uh, what it's going to cost you, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Hundreds of small Canadian businesses are part of the Chamber Plan. Together, they create the image of a big company, so premiums are kept kept down, and they've done a great job of keeping premiums down over the past few years. I mean, fantastic, actually. And we're talking, you know, prescriptions and dental and all sorts of therapies. And they have an HR component now, a mental health. It's top to bottom. It's the way to go for a small business. You can do it. You can afford it. And your employees will love you for it. Chamberplan.ca. I tell you what, if you're an entrepreneur, small business person, 
And you've been trying to figure out how you can, you know, expand your business. No better time than now to get your business online. You can find your domain, create your website. Of course, I'm talking about GoDaddy. GoDaddy can help you finally bring your vision to life with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 support. They're here to help you every step of the way. If you have a great idea or a side hustle, maybe it's that brilliant notion you've been dreaming about, start your website for free with GoDaddy today and try it out. No credit card is even required. How about that? Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Uh, a couple quick sport things. Um, I know you're going to be talking about Bodog later, but, you know, it's been a pretty controversial, controversial, very uh, disruptive time in the world of professional golf. You can't have, even if you're not a golf fan, you've heard about this Greg Norman Saudi-backed league that started and the ripple effect it's had for the PGA Tour as an entity. There's lawsuits, there's clash act, class action suits, there's uh, antitrust legis- uh, leg- litigation coming. But that aside, yesterday, it was the perfect storm of, you know, personalities and golf. And so the PGA Tour yesterday had its final event of the season. Now, the new season starts in a couple of weeks, but that's a whole other story. But in the afternoon, it's the first time I've watched the entire broadcast for about a month and a half. And at the beginning of the day, there was a guy with a six-shot lead and by somewhere on the back nine that had disappeared and it became a very close. Did you watch any of it? No. It was a glorious day. I All right. It was outside. Yeah. Beautiful. And anyway, I'll just wrap it up by saying that what it couldn't have been a better scenario because one of the guys that won, a guy named Rory McIlroy, again, you, you may be most casual golf fans have heard of him, but he's kind of become the voice along with Tiger Woods of the PGA Tour and the players sort of all look up to him. And he was the one that prevailed yesterday afternoon. And it was really exciting for the last couple of hours. It was what I love about tournament golf on a Sunday afternoon is because the outcome wasn't um, guaranteed. The lead went back and forth, and in the end, uh, the guy that has become the face of professional golf and, you know, for the PGA Tour won it. That's all I have to say about that, my friend. Mm, nice. Um, yes, I, yes, and and what what did he win exactly? Uh, you want to know how much he won yesterday, or what? No, wasn't the, uh, this well, it's they, they, yeah, they've been doing this playoff thing for six. By the way, it's sixteen okay. years old. For sixteen mm-hmm. years, they've had this playoff format. They've tweaked it a bunch of different times, right? But in the end, it's a way to get the best players mm-hmm. to play um, for a season. Like it's like their Super Bowl. It's not, but it is. Well, it's a it's another dimension to yeah. the sport. It, it allows people to follow standings like they do in other sports. It, it does, and during the the year, FedEx puts up a bunch of money. So yesterday, when Rory McIlroy took the lead, I think on the third last hole, it basically took him from being in second place, which paid six point five million, to the winner's check yesterday was eighteen million dollars. Nice. Yeah. Nice payday. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, in, I don't know about you. 
And this is where I would ask you this question. When professional athletes make a lot of money, and, and golfers have been on that scale, not paid quite for their on-field performance the way other sport athletes have, mm-hmm. do you ever... Or did you ever look at a Michael Jordan's performance and go, well, it makes sense. He is making 40 million a year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, to me, I've never associated the amount with my enjoyment of, you know, what they're playing for. No, that's a good point. Um, No, generally, as long as things are going well. But you look at John Tavares, who's playing with the Maple Leafs right now, eleven million a year, and you can't help but think: Are they getting return mm-hmm. based on the salary structure in the NHL? And that's like in the upper echelon of salaries. Like I think the biggest one is thirteen million. If he's getting eleven, are you getting return on that investment? I mean, when it starts to go south, I think that becomes a, an issue. But if things are humming, I don't think anyone cares, right? Well, that's. Uh Traditionally, has been the main difference in golf is that whatever that guy is earning, it's because he played well. And unlike other sports, you know, if you don't play well, you don't get paid up until this period of, of time, this Saudi thing. And and now all these guys have been given guaranteed money. You know, the casual golf fan, I, I, I just wonder with this live thing, if I, it's a, you know, a rainy Sunday afternoon, I'm flipping through the channels and all of a sudden a live golf tournament comes on and I recognize the faces. Do I even care? You know well, what I mean? Well, first like, of all, that's a great question. But first of all, they don't have a TV deal. And I know oh, one thing, a man your age, my age, age, they don't. It's all on YouTube. Oh, and I thought a few weeks ago I had seen. No, no, no. It's oh, all okay. online. All right. Which doesn't affect... A certain demo, which is the demo they're going after is a younger demo of men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the guys that I've talked to sort of 40 and under, they're like, yeah, I tuned in. I watched it for an hour. You know, can you stream your YouTube on your television anyway? But to the older viewer where all the sponsorship money is for that sport, I don't think that they're going to. Anyway, I wanted to segue into some other sport, which starts this week. And I'm kind of, go ahead. Let me just make one more thing. Yes, when you please. asked me, did I watch it? I said, no, it was a nice day. One thing, you know, because you told me about this and I haven't in a while, but like on the PGA channel on Sirius XM, they often do golf play by play. Yeah, they have a whole channel. And when you say it. that, people go, what? That's ridiculous. No, it works. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's a lot like baseball because you can imagine. Yeah. The flight of the ball, just as you can, like a ball, you know, I mean, baseball's great on the radio, and I really think golf works that way as well. Even a shitty golfer like me, when they describe what the guy's doing, you can you can literally get your head around, you can picture what's happening. So I think it works. Well, you're also a guy that knows sports. Like when I, I could listen to a football game on the radio and keep track of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, there's a lot more chaos going it, on. Absolutely. Than, than, yeah. Uh, no, I understand it. And we were talking about Vin Scully and how brilliant he was mm-hmm. doing both the broadcast, the play by play and the yes. color, giving context to what's yes. going on. Um, yeah, I, I listened for the for that long commute home on Saturday afternoon. I was listening to the broadcast. I, I was. So that that was sort of that kind of wraps up the official 20, 21, 22 PGA Tour season. Their wraparound season starts in a few weeks. And anyway, what I wanted to segue to, though, is that the Bills uh, season kicks off Thursday. And uh, who are they playing? Texas? Oh, a week from Thursday. A week from Thursday? Mm-hmm. 
September 8th, I believe. Oh, okay. No, so they start in Los Angeles, the Super Bowl champion. So they're playing the Rams? Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Well, I was going to say, I, 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 when I thought it was this Thursday, I was actually thinking, will I make a point this year hmm. of maybe catching some Bills games? Because I, I'll tell you why, I really enjoyed it. The... Uh, couple of playoff games a couple of ending i think i saw two the end of the season the playoffs uh, whenever it was i kind of enjoyed it and um am i gonna just get sucked in like does this team have a chance or are they just gonna be sort of somewhere in the middle they're the super bowl favorite this is what you told me yeah the early line super bowl favorite well yeah you're gonna get sucked in because they're it's a fun team to watch i mean barring Injuries or catastrophes. They had a little one over the past weekend. Did you hear? They drafted a punter uh, who made the team, a rookie, and then he was accused of being part of a gang rape while he was at college. Oh, come on. Absolutely. And they cut him this weekend. As you would expect, he's pleading his innocence, and his lawyers are saying it's ridiculous. It's a woman trying to take advantage of his you know, professional status now and income or whatever. Uh, But finally, the bill said no with going into this season and uh, what we have to look forward. We don't need this uh, baggage. So they cut him. And off the top of my head, I forget his name, Aziz or something, Azari. I forget. By the way, not the comedian Aziz and sorry. No. To be clear, he's not punting for the buffalo bills Mm -hmm. i didn't have that story on my sheet here so i don't have his name at hand but it's not like bob smith no okay well listen while we're discussing this and i know later you'll be doing uh you know more detailed work on this but i would like to say that you know we have a company that if you're interested in betting on these sports cursing during your commute again Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. His name is uh, Matt Areza, but he's gone. So now the Bills have to scramble to get a punter. But Yeah, where do you get a punter from these days? Are they around? Oh, there's, there's lots of them out there. Lots of guys punting these but, days. <laughs> yeah, like, but, the, but the NFL, again, you know, such a, the league that it is, the most, you know, successful professional league. I mean, even punting is, you think, oh, the guy just comes out and kicks a ball. But, you know, there's an art to that, too. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's would he would he fall under the special teams coaching staff? Oh, of course, yeah. yes. Because they used to just have coaches. Mm-hmm. Now every position doesn't that position also have? Oh, of course, he's the special teams coach. Special teams. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen, am I going to love Josh Allen this year? How do you not? How do you not love him? I think he may. He's emerged maybe as the number one quarterback in the NFL. We'll see. As I've said before, I always get nervous with him, though. He likes to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a big man, is, too, for a guy that likes to run. All it takes is one low tackle, and there goes your season. Yeah. But uh, that's his game. And he's been a survivor so far, but, uh, yeah, he's fun to watch. In the NFL, every year they just strengthen 
their uh, rules to protect quarterbacks, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the show. Speaking you of protect the show, yeah, you do. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, how is Grandpa Brady coming back? Yep. <laughs> is he really? Is he really? 45. Yeah. Who's he playing for this year? Tampa Bay. Again. Oh, he's still but in Tampa Bay. It was interesting because during camp, he disappeared from camp for 11 days. And all this speculation, <laughs> where's Brady? What's wrong with him? What's going on in his life? Is it something bad? Is it something good? Anyway, he comes back to camp and they said, what was the deal? He said, guys, I'm 45 years old. I've earned a break during training camp. End of story. And that just about, like, I mean, seriously, if I have Tom Brady, he's 45 years old, I don't even know if I ask him to come to camp. <laughs> Sorry, don't be. I just say show up uh, game one. <laughs> I don't want to bother him. Just let, let him rest. Let Grandpa yes. Brady rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got Karen. Let's, uh, let's get Karen on here. Let me make sure Karen is ready to do her interview. Boom, boom. Uh, by day, our guest is a senior digital content producer at Rogers. Maybe we should ask her about that these days. She's found time to write a book. It's not easy, you know, out there in the world of book writing. Karen Zeifman is the author of Let's Talk About X, Baby, Cautionary Fails of a self-proclaimed expert on bad relationships. And as soon as Karen turns on her uh, camera, Karen, can you hear us? I think she's scrambling to hit buttons. Yeah. It's too bad because I was really uh, digging my intro there. I really felt like it was flowing. I really uh, felt like... I was like digging your scene, too. I was digging your scene. Sky... Who does that? Digging a... Sky Diggers? What's that song? Um, yeah, no, I really felt like the intro was flowing. There she is. Oh, there she uh, is. I felt mm-hmm. like, uh, as a content uh, producer, I felt like Karen would have enjoyed my introduction. I... Mm-hmm. I feel like it was uh, ready to segue into the actual introduction. Hi, Karen. Can you hear us? Your mic's not on. We can see that. Okay. Karen, can you hear us? No, Maybe this is Karen's uh, first Zoom call. On the bottom left corner, Karen, there's a little picture of a microphone. You just click it. There you go. Nope. Still can't hear you. It's too bad, though, because... Oh, no. uh, well, that little thing in between, then she's got to select her microphone. So there's a little... Karen, yeah, there's a little microphone and there's a video <clears throat> camera in between. There's like a little chevron. You click on that and then select your microphone. Mm. Or you get your kid to help you. <laughs> mm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it says uh, from Karen, I required to leave. Okay, well, we'll maybe do it another time. Oh, it no, it's. She, I think she's saying it requires me to leave. What? Maybe come back. Let's try that. Uh, okay. Now she just muted her mic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. she's gonna leave and come back, Howie. Maybe in the meantime, we could do a book reading. <laughs> you know, I I just. Uh, I don't know. I just think that if you're going to... You know what I think, don't you? Well, you think a lot. Hmm. Do I? Speaking of a book reading, did you know our boy Dan Duran 
him and his uh, mate Lisa are doing like a on stage like a book reading in the next couple of weeks. Well, we got to go. There's posters and everything. Oh, come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they're just going to get up on stage and read a book to each other until they get all... What happens? Yeah, so there's no props and no costumes. They just hold books and read. Oh, they're part of a group of people doing that. Well, no, I think it's just the, them. Seriously? You know, listen, it's really right out of my realm of entertainment, right? So I can't answer too many questions. You could ask him. He seems to want to downplay it. He's very bashful when it comes to this thing, this type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Karen, I uh, still can't see you, still can't hear you. Why don't we uh, reschedule this? Because I, I lost all uh, the intro. Is I was really riding high at the intro. Oh, riding. Riding high. And then oh. now it's just uh, another Humble and Fred moment of awkwardness where we could be talking about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, so Karen, we'll, we'll reschedule it. Let me just send her a note saying, sorry, buddy. Maybe but, Mike I, Boone can walk her through the process for yeah, the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been good. Uh, you know, let me just message her. Sorry, but sorry, pal, but our, this isn't great content. I'm trying to get you to figure it. Sorry, bud. Let's reschedule. Is that your problem? Schedule. Yeah. You know, at some point, yeah. But um, let me tell the people this. Um, if you were to buy this book, Let's Talk About X, baby. Yeah. Uh, um, it says here, Let's Talk About X, baby, is a funny, insightful, and son- sometimes scary look into the world of dating old guys in the modern world. Prepare for hilarity in a few truly odd moments and enjoy the search for love. Who wrote that articulate, uh, eloquent? Humble Howard from the Humble and Fred show, author of uh, The Slime That Men Do. You see, Freddie, once you're an author, other authors ask you to write these things. Uh, you know, not a day goes by when I'm not asked to write something. Yes. <laughs> have you have you got back to Stephen King? I've got no time for King. <laughs> I got no King time. Uh, other people that uh, love this book, uh, Jeff Woods, uh, George Strombolabalu, May Potts, mm-hmm. and so many more. Steve Anthony that. was asked. Right. Look at the people. Mm-hmm. Look at the people. All right. Well, listen, Karen, uh, we're going to have to uh, let you go because too many minutes have gone by. Uh, uh, what's meeting code? I don't have the meeting code. Okay. No, we can't do that. Well, okay. Obviously, she's got it because she's in the room. Yeah. Okay. You've got. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. Is what I say? We're going to move. We're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to we're going to skedaddle. Mike will mm-hmm. get back to you. Yeah, man. Okay, so what else then? Oh, I got tons. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. Mhm. <sighs> um well, I wanted to bring this up with Dan, but I, I think it's also okay. a conversation that you and I can have. But I, actually, there's there was two things. I'll save sort of the fluffier one for Dan. But of course, you know, as the journalists we are, we couldn't 
you know, very well, you know, leave uh, this story uncommented on, because I'm sure a lot of people who saw it were as disgusted. Let me get rid of the music here. Were as disgusted as I was. You know, I can't speak for you, as you often say, but I'm, I think it would be safe to assume this disgusted you as well. Yes. The fuck you doing in Alberta? You fucking traitorous fucking bitch. Get the fuck out of this province. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. That's my. That's one of my favorite parts about it. Yes. The fuck you doing in Alberta? One of my favorite. Well, I don't have okay favorite. One one of the most interesting aspects of that is the woman that this guy's with. And by the way, the guy's name is Elliot McDavid. He works at Dimsdale Auto Parts in. Grand Prairie, Alberta. And even before you heard him speak to the uh, assistant prime minister or whatever we call the vice president. What do we call the people who do that, Joe? Deputy prime minister. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even before you knew that guy saying all those things, if you said, hey, he works at Dimsdale Auto Parts in Grand Prairie, I think you could come up with a profile. So if you haven't seen the video, pardon me? Uh, you're right. I was okay. just going to say that. Why do all these guys look the same? They all look the same. And yep. uh, his girl is, you know, they, so here's like, here it is. There's a longer version of this, by the way. This is just the actual time where a man got to be six, three, six, four. Yes. Threatening and saying these abusive things to, I don't know, four or five <laughs> women. That's Christian. Yes. Christian. Yes. What the fuck you doing in Alberta? And, yeah, mm-hmm. right away. And these and there's no men around. Uh, yes. I guess they're at some school board in Alberta. But there's no other men around mm-hmm. at this point. There's a couple that come to uh, escort him out of the building. Mm-hmm. But he's threatening these young women. Got to be, I don't know how old Christia is, mm-hmm. but the women around her are no more than late 20s, early 30s. You fucking traitor, fucking bitch. Get the fuck out of this province. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. And of course, he's wearing the cutoff, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the what do they call those, the, uh, the undershirt with no sleeves. We know what that's called. And the long beard. Long beard. And, and anyway, I, I listen, I know what I want to say, but what do, you, uh, what do you want to say? Well, I had written this down because this story prompted me to send an email to Brian Lilly of the Toronto Sun yesterday. Uh, because, and I haven't received a response, because he wrote this article. What that guy did was awful, but it's happening both ways. The whole country needs to just get a grip and cool off. And then he cites a few things that the left have done against the right. For instance, what? Where's the video of somebody on the left uh, threatening a young woman from the Conservative Party of Canada? He did cite a couple of things, like, you know, Brian, or... um, Stephen Harper was threatened once with some violence mm-hmm. and uh, oh, a couple other things. But again, those were one-offs that sort of happen all the, the time. But as I said to him, you can't compare what's going on right now because this is a movement. This is a daily movement. Yeah. And to act like this, what's going on in Canada right now with the far right, copycatting what's going on in the United States from the far right yeah. is just ridiculous. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Of course, you can go down through history, and there's both sides. Yeah, there have been incidents, but I remember the Stephen Harper thing when he was threatened. And but again, that was 
sort of pre-social media, the way it's taken hold now, and on and on and on. There's always those isolated things that are terrible. But now this this is an organized movement that, that manifests in what we saw this weekend from this guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I haven't read the article. You're the, who's the guy? Brian Lilly. He's Brian. You yeah, know, and right. the Toronto Sun has decided they're going to be the New York Post of Toronto or whatever. You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Good on them. But, you know, and he starts the article by, you know, dressing this guy down. So he should. And I'm and I said that in the letter I sent to him. I said, you know, I agree. The guy's an animal. But now to just sort of wrestle this like, you know, that what aboutism crap that we have to deal with. Um, yeah, it was to me. It was just silly. It was just silly by Lily. Yeah. Well, and, and that that sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you I guess if that's your lane that you're in the rebel news lane, the to right wing yeah. lane. And I mm-hmm. guess your first reaction has got to be, well, that's disgusting. But how do I spin this to yes. also make and to do the what do they call that? What about ism? What about the yes. other side? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice if once in a while some of those people who are in that lane would go. There's nothing about this that we can defend. It's just not who we want to be associated with. And I'll just finish. Let me just finish this by saying Mm -hmm. at times in my adult life, I have voted conservative. At times I've voted liberal. I wouldn't even know if it was 50 50, but it would be a lot closer than people might imagine about me. But what I don't understand is standing by when that behavior, which is now becoming very common, even if I were still identified as somebody that would be, say, in the conservative mm-hmm. demo, perhaps. I am white and in my 60s. But there's nothing defensible about that man's behavior. And as a guy, and I knew this is probably going to come up with you and I. Mm-hmm. You know, I got daughters that are close to that age. My oldest daughter is probably similar age to one of the young women in that elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I can only imagine those women were fucking frightened. Well, this is the other thing in response to a guy like Brian Lilly who does that. Yeah, you know, Harper may have been threatened from afar, right? This was really intimidating for her. It was a face-to-face thing. She's confined to an elevator, and this huge man comes at her like that verbally, obviously not physically. But it was if you've seen the video, he's physically walking toward them. It's pretty threatening. And there's more and more of this going on. We go back to Peterborough, where the people showed up at the police station wanted to arrest the police. It's a face-to-face confrontation and really irrational. So, again, don't, don't tell me about little things in the past. We're dealing with this right now. And as I say, it's a disturbing, scary movement that's going on right now. And you're going to see more of it. And here's the thing. You know, Trudeau came out yesterday. And again, I got to say it again. I don't really like Trudeau. I wouldn't vote for him. Great. But he came out yesterday and asked for all the politicians to have a united front against this. Both parties, all three parties, whatever. I want to hear from Pierre Poliev today. What's he got to say about it? Yeah, he hadn't got, didn't have because much to say about it on the weekend. That's one of his fans. Oh, yeah. That's one of the people that he's uh, dog whistling to. So let's hear from him. You know, back when this uh, fuckhead rally, you know, went to Ottawa and, and I st- we had these conversations, you and I, and not that I was mm-hmm. defending 
Western Canadians, but I was trying to put some context around the fact, having lived out there half my life, the, that, that feeling of Albertans toward the government in Eastern Canada in general, you know, we've joked about it. It's, it's, it's a real thing. And so when I saw this guy, this is just a manifestation of a lot of stuff. And in that sort of cultural stew is the, so the context, you start with a, a, a years long distrust of Albertans and then you throw in the MAGA wannabe aspect of it, you know, and that's what that, when I first saw it, I'm like, mm-hmm. so this is an Alberta guy mm-hmm. who would really love to be part of the make America great movement. And, he, and, and the thing is, so this video clip that we're playing is about 14 seconds long. The longer version shows him being escorted out of the place by men. And then in the parking lot, they're just like over the moon. Him and his wife, the one who went, you're not welcome here. Like, I wonder what her kids think and her family and friends think. And they're fucking people in Grand Prairie. And the reason I mention where it is, because I've been to Grand Prairie. I mean, we're, you... This isn't like quaint little Lakefield. There's a different vibe out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was, it's just, you know, I'm not, I, I will say one last thing. I, when I saw this, no part of me was, was is surprised anymore. What about you? No, I'm not because, and it gets back, you know, it's, you know, it's being, it's being subtly encouraged here by, that movement and again uh, when i say movement uh, the figurehead right now is pure polyev and you know they're they're working in a very sly subtle way to to stir up canada like trump stirred up the united states mm-hmm. i mean i can feel it i'm not stupid i've been around you know i remember that guy kid carson radio announcer out in oh, vancouver yeah. went on the air and anyway i i'm i'm reading some news the other day and anyway I, one thing leads to another and <clears throat> he's got a podcast now and I listen to a bit of the podcast and I'm thinking how does this happen it's like he's got a guy on who's defending Putin as brilliant and it's Ukraine's fault that the war's going on and um, the, the vaccines are this you know this uh, you know this big conspiracy to get us all and yeah. we're losing our freedoms and and I'm saying, where did, like, how does that happen to you? Like, you were a pretty successful radio announcer. And it's one thing to give that up on principle if it means something, but it's just all nonsense. Like, it's, it's, it's paranoia. Like, some of the things they were talking about, accusing the government and us, and again, getting back to this, us losing our freedoms. And I, yeah, I sit there and I go, I'm 66 years old. I'm as free in this country as I've ever been. And again, you know, a decent society remains decent with rules. And yeah, we need some rules, whether you like it or not. And not just the rules you want. Yeah. It's the rules that society in general need. But it was, again, I could only take so much because I thought, what a, what a sad story that is. Because yeah. he's just so, it's just so bizarre. Um, and that's where it comes from. I mean, you know, and podcasts and radio shows and newspaper articles, you know, on Rebel and the western guard or whatever the hell that newspaper is out there and it's it's gaining steam yeah well and that's what it is it's, it's i mean i mean I, we, we've had so many people on the show uh, experts mm-hmm. explaining and maybe we need more to to really explain the rise of this movement and we're mm-hmm. not 
I'm, what's the word? I'm, we're not, we're not uh, immune to it is the word. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're not immune to it here. No. Because, no, no. and again, giving the context of Albertans and Western Canada in general have been mm-hmm. disgruntled for a long time. So there's a, there was a lot of uh, tinder there to be lit, to be lit. And this MAGA movement mm-hmm. has given them sort of a model. They're modeling this behavior because back to what you were saying about losing our freedoms. <laughs> I don't even know if I have the energy to even address that anymore because it's so ludicrous. And, and this, again, you know, I've said, I haven't said it for a while, but I've said it a bunch of times toward the first phase of the pandemic. Of all the things you could have ever imagined in Canada, this is just another one I could not have imagined even a few years ago mm-hmm. where a woman politician, men, mm-hmm. yeah, men have been threatened before, mm-hmm. but it's different when it's uh, mm-hmm. four or five young women. I don't know how yes. Christine, Christia Friedland is in, in her 40s, so she's still young to me. Sure. And this guy being so fucking aggressive, mm-hmm. forget the fact that it, you know, you and I have said this before. These politicians, hate them if you want, but they've made an effort to go through the process to get to be in politics, doing at least a little bit more than the average person, but they didn't get into it for this. Great, that's Christina. Hey, how- Christina. Yes. What the fuck are you doing in Alberta? Like that's the that's first voice. The first voice you hear is, you yeah. know, his his mm-hmm. wife. Hey, hey, that's Christia. Right, that's Christia. So that's great. She goes back and mm-hmm. tells her friends that she yeah. just that she was part of her husband's abuse. Because right. even if you were in the right wing and you mm-hmm. were, would you? I guess maybe. Christia. Yes. The fuck are you doing in Alberta? You oh, fucking traitor, fucking bitch. You traitorous the fucking... Fuck out of this province. There you go. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. I almost hate yeah. her more than I hate him. And these people always talk about freedom. What is the 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 what is the biggest 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 thing we have representing freedom is democracy. Yeah. Right. Seriously, the freedom to choose our government. So he's this guy, you know probably part of the freedom movement i think that goes without saying and but he can't wait for the next election you know what i mean like right now she's got to get out of alberta she's a traitor right now we just had an election buddy sorry it didn't fall the way you wanted it to but democracy says you wait for the next election but these people that are screaming about freedom all the time they want to like circumvent that (laughs) yeah it's weird and have their and have their system put in place now. And as I said to Lily in the in the in the letter I wrote him, I I, I said, you know, most of these guys outside of immigration wouldn't know us an issue if it slapped them upside of the head. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have a conversation with this guy, right? And just like get into the meat of it. What's your beef, buddy? It would it would probably be fascinating, funny, yeah, and fascinating. Wait, well, it would be funny to find out, you know, what, and, and did you not feel big, giant, Grand Prairie, Alberta guy that, did you not feel like you were threatening that woman? Because he wouldn't, you know, that's the thing yeah. is, like, I don't know that he would do that. I was actually surprised she didn't have people around her. Like, is there no security detail following the vice, you know, principle of our country? 
See, I guess it's just, you know, part of the charm of Canada that we're going to lose eventually, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man. Um, that type of thing. So you will need security. But, I, and again, listen to that little bit of that podcast by Kid Carson. Who, there's another guy. It's like, man, I'd like to sit down with him and say, hey, buddy, is there anything I can do to help you? Like, you're, you're, you're so whacked out and so true to their beliefs. Like, the rest of us are all going to be proven wrong. You know that, Howard. Oh, yeah, we're... You know, all of us with the vaccine are slowly going to die off. And they all seem to know hundreds of people that have got sick from the vaccine, even though I know hundreds of people and don't know one. Oh, yeah. On and on and on. And then they're also defending the truckers. But it's bizarre. There's no in-between with these people. The truckers were wonderful, peaceful people who had a point, And they've just been pissed on by the Main Street media, uh, Main Street or mainstream media. Mm-hmm. MSM. Yeah, so it's, um, I'm getting a little tired of hearing that as well. So anything you disagree with, you, you blame it on the media. They're lying to us. I mean, and where did that come from, Howie? Well, exactly. The yeah. devil himself. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, a, that's a really uh, interesting take on it. When, if, if you can't trust your elections, you don't have freedom mm-hmm. anymore. No. You know, and if, if you don't like, listen... I don't think anyone needs us to keep saying we're not a big fan of Trudeau. Although, from what I've seen, you know, policies aside, like his reaction to this, very prime ministerial, like he ain't the worst we've ever had. And if you look back at his performance during the pandemic, again, calling the election I didn't agree with, but just in general, as a guy in charge of three of the most tumultuous years any of us have ever seen. He's done an okay job. So, but I still don't think, even if he was doing a terrible job as a politician, seeing posters and signs that say, fuck Trudeau, because they want to be like the guys in the States, that's the part that aggravates me, is that we're not doing it solely, or those people aren't doing it solely as a protest. They're doing it because they want to be part of the MAGA party. They want to get in on the fun action of being provocative and QAnon and all this stuff, they feel like this is their chance to be part of that mm-hmm. movement. Like that wingnut woman who's, who's uh, declared herself the queen of uh, a bunch of nut jobs. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. That one in Peterborough. Queen, um, uh, yeah, what's her face? Queen Romana. Because yeah, these, and these people are simpletons. And as I've said to Tony Clement on, uh, on many occasions over the past few months, these people are giving conservatism a bad name. Yeah. Because there's a lot of conservatives, you know, I'm, uh, slowly I'm, you know, I'm, you know, become, becoming really disillusioned. Um, there's a lot of conservatives. They want no part of that. But I mean, apparently this is their strategy. They think this is going to put them over the top. Yeah, you know, ain't getting my vote, and you know, and they're not getting your vote. And you know, I know some other people like me, traditionally, you know, fiscal conservatives who have voted conservative will not vote if uh, for that party if Pierre Poliev. He's got to come out today and, and and address this because. Well, he was pretty quiet about it on the weekend. Like I said, I looked, yeah. I looked to see if there was any. If he was going to say anything mm-hmm. um, before, and it can just be a blanket statement. Like there's no place for this. He can even distance himself from the guy and say, listen, I don't know this guy and I don't care about this guy, but this is totally unacceptable. 
instead of doing videos about the price of bacon right and eggs yeah and blaming inflation again it's just stupid to blame inflation on trudeau as it is to blame it on biden who by mm-hmm. the way uh, you know we can say what you want about joe biden and the lack of charisma but he's literally gotten through more legislation mm-hmm. if you're a fan of that kind of thing of actually getting shit done and the fact that they're right down there, they're all like, what is Joe Biden? Well, at least he didn't give $1.9 trillion in a tax break to rich people. And I love what the White House is doing. They're all these, you know, Republicans complaining about, you know, how, you know, what's what's the point of how do you not get to pay back a loan? Meanwhile, the White House put out about four tweets outlining all those fuckers, Matt Gates, Taylor Green, Ted Cruz, all got PPP loans during the pandemic that they didn't pay back. And we're talking about big money. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a, a cesspool of hypocrisy. And I know there are people on the left do things, too. They don't do things like that. Well, what have I said? I'm, you know, and I stand by this. People on the far left are naive. People on the far right are evil. Yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take the naive people. Thank you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, we will uh, reschedule Karen Zeifman. I just said at this, you know, this stage in our careers, you know, I, I can't do that for 10 minutes. I, I mean, it may be in the olden days. It'd be like, okay, and then we'll just wait and keep coming back. But we can't do it anymore. Uh, at the very least, the entry level should be, you know, Figure your computer out before you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll check that out. Uh, of course, the Gig Sky guest of the day can just be Gig Sky. Let's talk about you getting the app. Do it. Download that app. Enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. Or visit gigsky.com for more information, even if you're looking for a rental car or a hotel or something to do while you are traveling. How about Gig Sky Rewards? And the Travel Rewards plan gets you $50 cash back on over 850,000 hotels around the planet. Do it, Big Sky. Big Sky. Visit gigsky.com slash travel rewards. Sign it up. Do it up. And it gets you a 100% data plan in over 190 countries. He's the retirement Sherpa. He is Tim Niblett, uh, retirementsherpa.ca. Tim was on last week, uh, you know. More great information about, you know, building wealth, things to think about along the way. You know, sometimes people get a little, they get nervous. They get intimidated by the whole concept. That's why you need a guy like Tim to calm down. You know, here's what you do. Set out a plan. Things will be fine over the long run. If you have a portfolio now, you're not happy with its performance. You think it could be better. He'll have a look. Yeah, he'll have a look. No strings attached. He'll give you the straight goods and either take you on or move on because he's that type of guy. He's a very fair, logical man. He's the Retirement Sherpa. He's Tim Niblett, retirementsherpa.ca. About two weeks ago, I went down a Dave Matthews band rabbit hole and now I can't get out. And there's like four songs I like. I just keep playing them over and over again. Um, dude, anyway. I remember that story about uh, Dave Matthews. I think it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, his bus dumped yeah. a big load of shit out of his trailer. Yeah, he had a tour bus and somebody pulled the uh, the holding tank uh, yeah. lever or something <laughs> and a bunch of poop and pee uh, landed on the people below and there was some kind of a lawsuit or something attached to that. Well, you can't do that. 
<laughs> no, you can't be doing. <laughs> you can't that. do that. It's like, hey, we're not going to have time to get to go to the uh, you know the uh, dumping depot. So just give the thing. <laughs> just a toss crack. it over. <laughs> just, just, uh, just dump that poop bucket over the bridge. People won't care. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I have no Dave Matthews anywhere on any of my playlists. Yeah, not did I. And I like it. It's yeah. one of those artists. Where I hear the song, I enjoy it, but uh, just never really been part of my world. Yeah, it's funny. Same with me. And then I, like I said, I went down this YouTube journey where I started seeing some Dave Matthews band live, and mm-hmm. and again, don't make fun of me for saying this, Bruce Springsteen fans. It reminded me a little bit of Springsteen. The way he engages with the audience, the audience is just so like, I guess I'm saying if you're a Dave Matthews fan, like you're all in, like it's a big, mm-hmm. but there's basically four songs. There's Crash Into Me, which uh, everyone knows. This is what it sounds like. So you would know that song. To hear it, I wouldn't know that. Any. No, no. So yeah, but you'd know it's, yeah. you know, yeah. you've heard okay. of it. I, I don't even. Yeah. Did we play it? We wouldn't have played it at the edge. We might have played it at the mix. Yeah, I don't think we played. Although I don't know, it's twenty yeah. years ago. Did we play Dave Matthews? I don't know. Uh, but then there's that song, and then there's this one that I was playing. It's called "Ants Marching," and and even if you don't know this song, I would say it's if you're looking for a great live performance, it's one of the best I've ever seen. So there's that song, mm-hmm. and then of course there's the one I played earlier. Um, Again, lesser known, but you might have heard of it. Uh, you and Me is the name of that song. Dan, are you uh, any any kind of Dave Matthews band, fan? Uh, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay. But I mean, you know, you have I, such I an eclectic... song playlist of... <laughs> yeah, I only do because I've been listening to it over and over again. And then, of course, the bigger... The one that's probably the one that I knew beyond all the other ones is this one. Do you know this song, Space Between? Oh, yes. Oh, so you do know this song. Oh, yes. I wouldn't have known the name. No yeah, me too. Corner, you could squeeze me. I mean, you know, a distinct sound too. You know what it's. Yeah, doing. for sure. He's got that weird voice. And again, considering Dan's eclectic playlist, you can't expect him to know. You know. Well, I've got a little story about that. You know, Dan again has very specific musical tastes and. Saturday, we're on the beach playing uh, bocce, and you know, with some guys in their late thirties, and there was three of them really enjoying. They were playing this country music, and I don't know who the, these artists are. I don't really care for it either. It's you know, like they're talking about beer cans and parties, and you know that. Yeah, you know, yeah, beer cans and parties. One of my favorites. Beer cans and parties. Yeah. There was one called like nothing like a beer can. Anyway, not my cup of tea. But the, the young fellows were there enjoying it. It was a Saturday afternoon. They brought the music. They brought the playlist. And at some point, I think our boy here got a little annoyed and asked them if there was anything else besides country that they could mm. mm-hmm. Did you not, Dan? Yes, you did. Yes, I made a comment. I don't think it was that director. says, uh, who's, uh, who's playing country? Who's playlist? Mm, yeah, that's how no, Dan I can tell it, it was yeah. agitating you a bit because I saw you actually look at the speaker a couple of talk- times before shooting. And I know yeah. it was going through your mind. Oh, this is aggravating. Yeah. But again, uh, it was, you know, was their game, their boombox, their playlist. and Well, I was pretty anyway. patient up until that point. I mean, there was a, like, the, 
the classic rock playlist is no longer my favorite anymore. Oh, no. Mm, no, no. That was where all these these guys were like, it's surprising, you know, that it's still Mm -hmm. kicking around. But yeah, it was just nothing but classic. Well, this whole, this whole, I don't even know if you call it new country now, whatever Zach Brown and all these guys. And again, I don't even know if that's a good reference. I'm surprised that these guys of that age are really into it because. You know, a lot By of the, the way, this is a song from- just I found called Beer Cans and Tire Swings. Was this it? Could be. Could have been. Yeah. They all sound the same. I, I know, by the way, I know where you're headed, and I've got a counter story for you. Well, I, I'm just surprised because the, the you know, the, the lyrics are always so simple and um, unprofound, so to speak, that uh, I'm just surprised. And I take nothing. If that if that's what you like, that's what you like. It's great. Whatever makes you feel good. And that's why I'm not going to ask them to turn it off on the beach no. because but, but, I don't like it. But Dan has a way about him where you start mm-hmm. to he starts to starts off with a question. Um, yes. ask uh, whose um, playlist is uh, beer cans and dirty diapers or whatever you're playing, <laughs> and then you find out who it is, and then you just make it known <laughs> that you're known. disapproval. Yes, <laughs> Uh, I was playing on Saturday with uh, some really good golfers, one of which is probably, uh, I'm going to say Graham's in his mid-30s. And uh, I'm not a big fan of music on the golf course. I don't think it has any place. But some of the younger guys do. Mm -hmm. And Graham is a very good golfer. He knows, it's known, Mm -hmm. that Grandpa doesn't like music. How is it known? I say things subtly like, Hey, I don't like music. Turn it off. <laughs> you know? Or, you know, I sort of do like a subtle, hey, that song sucks. Why don't you turn it off? So Graham knows I don't like music. And part of the reason is I don't think it fits in my, I don't know, m- my feeling of golf as something outdoors. You're having a nice time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind if you have, like, they all have these little speakers hanging off their clubs. And yes. so in between shots, he's playing his music. Long story short, a lot of it was new country. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is what you've described. I can't name the artist, but, the you know, the Lukes and the Zacks and the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Australian guy, what is his name? You know? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you the truth. It's not my favorite, but some of it was pretty good. Sure. And, and but Graham knows, so he just takes, you know, he has his remote. He just turns it down. I just, just when I'm hitting, turn it off. Because I just mm-hmm. can't, my brain can't, mm-hmm. it's too much for me because I'm thinking of the song. And I, anyway, mm-hmm. but in between, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's just when guys play a lot of like strident like this one guy yes. I played with was playing Classic like rock. hair metal fucking music like mm-hmm. pretty rocky stuff on a nice Saturday afternoon I don't, I don't think it has any place mm-hmm. but again I'm not as subtle as Dan <laughs> <laughs> but to the same effect well I mean you know so did you get them to shut it down no no it's just the you know the next uh, hard rock song came on you know I don't know some ACDC or something like that yeah, and I okay. had a, a we were talking I was talking to the young guys about and my son Danny was there too and I you know Led Zeppelin came up and I made the point that I've never liked them and even my son Danny looked at me and said dad Zeppelin's great yeah and I said really I didn't know you were into Zeppelin and I said yeah and then he named a couple of albums and the way he's listened to it and I, that's that's great I, yeah. you know there's stuff I like he doesn't he doesn't like Steely Dan, he laughs when Steely Dan plays. He yeah, well, thinks it's suck music, yeah. like sucky. But <laughs> but I said to them too, and I was bugging. I said, "Yeah, Led Zeppelin. To me, it's like you know, uh, 
Robert Plant said, okay, all you guys just play whatever you want and I'll sing something to it. <laughs> That's right. I'll just make up some lyrics. Oh, yeah, and I'll just, yeah, I'll just screech to it and uh, we'll have ourselves an album. It'll be great. <laughs> Let's think about the hedgerow. You know, and the thing is, we, we've been saying we hate Led Zeppelin for a long time. Doesn't mean we don't like a few Led Zeppelin songs. Oh. Yeah, like anything or even just a few red Led Zeppelin riffs. Red Zeppelin, yes. don't, Dan, don't be racist. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's ridiculous, Dan Duran. By the way, me and my son won the mini tournament on uh, Saturday on the beach. The mini bocce tournament. Nice, my boy. Oh yeah, he. Oh, came what through. did you win for he that? Came through big time, huh? And when are the? Right. By the way, what do you, what do you win? Is that like a regular event? But when are the playoffs? No, no, this is just like a one day mini tournament. Oh, okay, but the big tournament's coming up, isn't it? Uh, we don't do that so much. You know, the the younger people up here, we tried to pass the b- baton on to them with some of the events we used to hold, and they don't seem interested. So <laughs> when, they've sort of crashed and burned. That's funny. It's like you think you're doing this cool thing for all this all these years, and young people come along and they just go, "Yeah, it sucks." <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, what well, you no, doing? No, no, they like it. They just want us nah. to do it. No, nah. but a lot of times they look at what things we thought were great, and they're like, "Yeah, that sucks." Uh, okay, Dan Duran, I do have an announcement to make. Oh, there's an announcement. Great. Yes, okay. on uh, September 16th and 17th at 7 p.m. and September 18th at 1 p.m. Uh, the Peter the Peterborough Theater Guild uh, presents. Constellations by Nick Payne. Infinite possibilities. And I'm seeing a poster here with the face of Dan Duran and a beautiful woman at the Peterborough Theatre Guild main stage. And uh, please, Dan, explain uh, what we're talking about. What are the infinite possibilities? (laughs) The uh, play is called Constellations. It's a play reading, so... And I guess you call it a stage reading because yes. it's not just sitting there and reading it. You sort of wander around the stage and, you know, interact a little bit with you the do, You do walk, you do some blocking of the, in, as they say exactly. in the theater. There's yeah. some blocking. Yeah. I mean, it starts out as we're just going to read it and then it turned into, you know, walking around the stage and trying to make it. Because it's a very complicated play mm. and challenging for me. I thought it would be just, you know, like reading a, you know, a, a radio commercial. I mean, I have, in my career, I've never really done any stage work. I've done, you know, all kinds of film and on-camera stuff, but this is different. Yeah, I am. So I thought I'd challenge myself, but this is a, an extremely challenging uh, uh, play. But basically, the, it's like, uh, a, it's about a relationship between two people over the course of their life and uh, rerunning the same pivotal points in their life with just a little bit different twist on each on each one. It's like a different universe. Or yeah, it would be like Fred and I, you know, when we were at the edge and then we went to the mojo and then we yeah. went to the mix. Yeah. Dan, is exactly. it just the two of you, you and Lisa? Yes. It's a two-person play. Originally. And is it a one-act play? Uh, yes. And uh, how long does that last? It's about an hour and ten or so. Okay, so is it like a real thing? And there's lots of words. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of words. And you know, not everyone can cold read. Will you be memorizing some of these? Will you be, will you be very familiar with the script by the time that? Familiar, yes, familiar. We have some rehearsals. Very okay. familiar with the script. 
But uh, no, I, I don't think I could memorize this one. It, it's really an actor greater you than me. Oh, no, that's Ooh. why you have the comfort of holding the book while yes. the performance yeah. is on. That's, I would have said no. Do you have any uh, of the book? Is it near you? Could you maybe read a passage or two from? Uh... No, it's not near me at all. Okay, well, maybe for tomorrow yeah. we yeah. can do you a know, little I'm live reading. I once said to Dan, I said, you should be on a stage. He said, what? I said, you should be on a stage. And I do believe there's one leaving in about three or four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no show can go by. (laughs) No, no. I I was going to say So there's only two people on the stage, but it's really a three hander. Well, I'm really excited for you, dude. No mocking. I just think it's cool that you're doing it. And if you're looking for a Dan Duran experience in Peterborough, it's PeterboroughTheaterGuild.com. As we will plug this every day as this gets closer, we could even make this the presentation Constellations, one of the sponsors of Dan Duran's news. Oh, right. And paint. And after the reading, we'll all head out and try and arrest some cops. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the Queen of Canada drops by. and <laughs> let's, adjur- let's go arrest some cops. Hey, I got a great idea. Let's go to the police station. Mm-hmm. That's where they all hang around. And let's arrest them. Mm-hmm. Okay, Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, God. Okay, Queen. Uh, all right, Queen idiot. Uh, okay. What about the people that follow her? I was reading this Vice article. I should send it to you. It's very interesting. It's called uh, Inside the QAnon Queen's Cult. The abuse was nonstop. Like, she just treated her... Vo- like, they had these, like, 12 or 15 people that followed her around the country. Mm-hmm. At one point, she just dumped them in Newfoundland, left them there, mm-hmm. and got new volunteers. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck would let some... Romanian dildo, Romain, Romana dildo, threaten them. <laughs> dildo. Fuck me. <laughs> See, I'd love to get her on this program. Yeah. She'd be nuts, yeah. Well, she might go for it. She, she might be nuts enough because a lot of those people, again, they only expose themselves to friendly fire, right? They don't want to answer questions. Like, I even thought about that Kid Carson guy. Would he come on our show? And I'm thinking, what would that, what, what would be the point? What would that devolve to? Or, But I don't think those people, they just don't like to answer qu- yeah. the obvious questions. Carson might do it, only because of the radio thing. Maybe. Here's a quote from the Vice article. The abuse was, this is about working for the Queen dildo. The abuse was nonstop, <laughs> nonstop says Daisy. It was never ending. A former follower who said Didulio or Didulo left her in Newfoundland. No proper meals, no sleep. She didn't care. She said, if you work for the Queen, you work for the Queen. You volunteered to be here. Why are you complaining? <laughs> I'd be like, what? what the fuck are you talking about? I know. In your really caravan, is. in your caravan, one of the one of the days of torture was. Uh, I guess she did. She really locked into that song. Rah, rah, yeah, rah, yeah, rah, rah, yes. Mm-hmm. And played it for like ten hours on a road trip, over and over and over again. Yeah. She played See, um, Raw Raw Rasputine every morning for an hour. One day, as Dan said, she laid it out for a ten hour road trip. <laughs> so you got no food and you're being yelled at by Queen Dildo and she's playing this all day. Oh wow. Uh, one of the followers, Corey said it's like, "Oh my fucking lord, what are we doing? What the hell?" 
She's yelling, we got a war, people. Time to get up and dancing around like a lunatic. Mm -hmm. That's how she woke up her followers every morning. See, it's interesting because obviously, although what's your perspective on this? These people have always been around, but they've just never, before social media, they didn't have a voice. Yeah, they weren't as organized. Well, how did they behave and who did they talk to and how did they spread their word? Now, it's just so easy. Um, Do you think... I don't think there's any more wacky people. It's just you're hearing wacky people more, right? Do you think? Or I, I think that uh, you're not completely right. I think there are more wacky people because the fact that wacky people can now join up with one another. But weren't they always wacky? Yeah, but they didn't have... Yes, but I uh-huh. think what's what's happened is you had a group of people that were always wacky. Right. And, and a, a bunch of people that wanted to be wacky, but it didn't know where the group was meeting. Right. So social media has allowed you to go, hey, there's a small Filipino woman traveling across the country telling people she's the queen. Where do I join up? Well, let me ask this. Do you think it created more wacky people? It turned people that otherwise weren't wacky? Some. It's turned them wacky? Well, maybe. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So you had your wacky people, people that wanted to be wacky, and people that are thinking, yeah, I could be wacky. And... uh, But I have nowhere to go. I know. Wacky, no, no, but those are the third, the third ring are people that weren't sure they wanted to be wacky, and they saw how much fun they were having on the way to fucking Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that joke I said I do about, uh, you know, there was always men that wanted to dress up like babies. They were around. You know, there would be the odd guy running around the neighborhood. You'd be like, oh, that's old Howard. He likes to dress up like a baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wouldn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, because of the Internet, you can go to a convention in Orlando, and there's mm-hmm. 800 other Howards that want to dress up mm-hmm. like babies. <laughs> so there's a few of those that were always doing it. And there was a few yeah, people like, that went, yeah. man, if there was only a bunch of other guys, I would do this, too. <laughs> what, are the, what are the booths like at the, at the baby convention? You know what they're like? What? Big giant. It's funny you say that. Giant di- diapers, man-sized diapers. You can buy a full-size man-sized crib. Just think of this: all the accessories for babies, but for people that are six feet tall. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a soother booth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. The soother's so the size of a donut. <laughs> is that is that kind of thing like a sexual thing, or is it just a just a something else? Uh, I think some of it is probably some sexual stuff going on, you know? Well, yeah, because I think it would, it's a turn on for some, you know? So then it, like, wow. Now I see there's all kind. they're all, you know, they're out you know, there. And that's one of those fetishes, again, not yeah. throwing any shade, baby man. <laughs> but I've always thought like, when you're sexual desires get to the point where it needs to be that complicated. Like, like you see someone, some, let's say in this case, you see a nice lady and you think, Hey, I'd, I'd like to go on a date with her. I wonder if she'd be okay. If on our third date, I dressed up like a baby, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) is that, would she like, she, is she a a mommy candidate? I guess, you know, I don't know how that world works. Mm -hmm. Good point. Uh, anyways, that's what's happening. Dan Duran, are you ready for the news? I am. All right, I know. If I only had a fucking mouse, I could stop this yeah. one thing. But I, I couldn't, because that screen isn't open, okay? 
Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. <laughs> Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low Alright, thrill seekers Here we go Dan Duran's news brought to you by Stand by uh, okay. What's the name of the play, Dan? Reflections? Constellations. Constellations. Constellations, yes. Dan Duran's News brought to you by the Peterborough Theatre Guild's production of Constellations. For details, go to peterboroughtheaterguild.com. Uh, will you assure our safety? Uh, yes. So uh, we're not going to be, a, no one's going to try to arrest us when we're there? No, not all right. at all. Yeah, we'll have a. People there for your safety. Okay, Dan Duran. Oh, the place is going to be packed now. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm going to make it. I may. Um, you wish it make a, a night of course. Event. Yes. Come out and hang out there in Peterborough. The mutants of COVID. All right. Oh, is it time for music? Okay. No, go ahead. Here's the news. The Dan mutants Duran. of COVID are getting better at infecting. The uh, incubation period of COVID nineteen. The periods are going down. Uh, the time from exposure to showing symptom, symptoms started out at five days with alpha. And a new sh- study shows that beta, delta, and omicron, those variants, were 4.5, 4.1, and now 3.42 days from time of exposure to showing those signs of infection. So it's about three, three and a half days. Mm. Uh, so COVID is now considered hyper contagious and has developed that capacity to infect the upper airway more than the lower airway, which makes it much more transmissible as well. So if, I guess if a virus is in your upper airway, your nose and your throat, you'll have an easier time spreading it through uh, the respiratory route mm. when compared to a virus that's in your <laughs> lower airway, like the lungs. So uh, as a statistic goes, if this uh, this variant had come out originally instead of the uh, the first one that we had, the alpha, uh, instead of uh, and this is an American statistic, instead of out of one out of 308 Americans being dead, it would probably be about one in 200. Mm-hmm. Those always, you know, wash your hands, yeah, yeah, wear yeah, a mask yeah. indoors, offer uh, an outdoor setting when positive. And, yes, I'm holding my breath for this fall. I just, what is the fall going to bring us? Because remember, it was last November that we read about, oh, there's this new thing called Omicron. Hmm. Are we going to be reading about a new one this fall? Yeah, I got it mixed up. Was was the fall one Omicron or was it Delta? Or was Delta the old one and Omicron yeah, was the Delta new one? was the okay. first or the older. Uh, yeah. Well, I keep... No it, was, uh, no, it was Alpha and Beta. We didn't hear about Beta, then then Delta, and now it's Omicron. And yeah, yeah we, uh, but, what, but the, what, when I was in Europe, mm-hmm. the one that was just coming out, I think, was Delta. Was it not? No. It okay, so it was Omicron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. fall. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have them all. I don't but have it was my, like a one or a two or a three or something, and now yeah. we're at five. I don't have Omicron a. I don't five. have my uh, virus bingo card in front of me. <laughs> uh, Dan and I have not had the COVID. Fred has. Uh, ex-wife Randy's had it. Both of my children dirty. have had it. Pardon? I feel dirty. But I was going to say your experience of it is, I would say, you know, on you know, if you use that fire. 
you know, up north you go, you fire uh, low yep. to high. Mm-hmm. You're on the lower end. You're sort of yellowy down here. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't have that bad of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the friends of ours, Darren, sort of had a, something in the middle. My brother is in that group as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of got sick, but not terribly so. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard, and the reason I bring it up is, have you guys heard of any of our group that's had some, like, r- severe reaction type of thing? No. no. That's what I, that's, you know, being the business we were in over the years, we tend to know more people than the average person. We just do. You know, is that safe to say? Yes, sir. Probably by a long shot. And isn't it interesting of the hundreds, maybe thousand people we know, I don't know anyone that got sick from the vaccine. Maybe a little sore, a Mm -hmm. little, you know, a little side effect, but not sick, you know, put in bed. I don't know anyone that's died of COVID. I don't even know anybody personally that's been hospitalized by COVID. Um, But again, all these, again, the wacky people. Yeah, they seem to know a lot of people that have died. Tons and tons of people. It's just dying of everything. This vaccine is just, you know. In fact, I saw somebody posted the other day some sort of an award that they they claim this award should be given out to anybody that didn't get the vaccine. Like victory. Like, you you know, you win. Like, you won. won, You 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 should get this badge because we didn't get the, the vaccine. And it doesn't look like we're going to have to, and we win. Yeah, except should get like a, a certificate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dead win, mm-hmm. except for the fact that if they get sick, they're going to get really sick. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to die. That's not true. But <laughs> here you've got a list. Obviously, I don't so want anyone do, to die. But what do you mean? If- wait, wait, wait. You don't have a list. I have one in my wallet. But that being said. It wouldn't be such a bad thing if they got pretty sick, at least sick enough to go, ooh, mm-hmm. I see la difference. Mm-hmm. By the way, the guy that proposed that certificate of merit for not getting vaccine, uh, getting uh, getting vaccinated was uh, Theron Fleury, another guy that's mm-hmm. in the wacky category. Like yeah. Just, mm-hmm. um, Dan, before your second story, I believe you have a second story. First, let's uh, consult briefly with this gentleman, Frederick Patterson. Uh, earlier, we were talking about the end of the PGA season. And then, of course, we were talking about the Bills uh, kicking off a week from Thursday. Let's just listen to Boney M over and over again until we start our own cult. Well, that's right. Starting next week, you'll be able to wager on NFL football. Everybody loves that. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment, from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room, to their fully loaded casino and race book, they have been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Howard talked about the PGA season, uh, the new one, uh, which will be starting up soon. Um, again, you can wager on golf, tennis, all of it, hockey coming up. But again, NFL is uh, the main focus right now. Even the baseball playoffs, which are uh, coming up. Bodog is where to go. And now with his second story. Uh, do you have... I don't mean to put you on the spot. You don't have well, to. Well, no, I, I got a quick uh, second story. You got a quick second story? Quick, quick all right. And now the quick second the, story. Yeah, yeah, quick Brought second to you story. by... Notions. What's the name of the play again? 
Reflection. Uh, constellations. So Const- imagine. Fred and I are starting in a, starring in a two-man show called Constipation. It's not as popular. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the entire time we're on stage, I just keep saying, have you pooped? And you go, no, have you? And you have you pooped? And no there's, poo-poo. No poo-poo. There's no yeah. script. We just go, have you pooped yet? And I go, no. I don't you feel like you're going to go soon. Maybe. Oh, no. I didn't go. Constipation. Yeah. Fiber. Yeah. I Fiber. play a French guy. I just keep saying, no poo-poo. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll play an Italian guy. Why you no poo-poo? Why you no? How come you no poo-poo? Humble and Fred starring in Constipation is the theater guild's the show of the year. Humble Howard stars as an Italian guy. It's a smash shit. I mean, hey! <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat if you have to take a poo. And uh, no poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell you the whole seat. You'll only need the edge. That's right. Yeah. Humble and no Fred, at Peterborough the Theater Guild's production of Constipation. Hey, how come you no poo? <laughs> no poo-poo. Where the poo go? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, right. Is there more, Dan? Is there more? Yeah, no, it's, I, well, I was just going to say that uh, the uh, brief headline here is that the Artemis one that launch yes. has been scrubbed. scrubbed. Scrubbed it. They had uh, the oh. launch window uh, yeah. this morning from 8.30 to 10.30 or 11, somewhere in there. Yeah, man. And that, that's, they're not going to be able to fix. One of, the, uh, one of the four engines is not venting properly, so they, couldn't, they thought they could fix it, but they can't. So they've scrubbed it, and the next opportunity will be on September, September 2nd. Yeah. For them to, uh, there's one, two, and three. So Artemis one is the one that they're going to send up uh, and back with the dummies in it, and the second one is going to be with a crewed spaceship that will go around the moon. And there's a special flight path that they're going to be using, and then uh, testing all that out. And then the third one, which I think is scheduled for 2024, 2025, they'll actually land on the moon. But that's uh, and they're, they're you know of course they're way over budget and things are. Uh, uh, they haven't even got the lunar lander figured out yet. That's mm. that's being done by SpaceX. Oh, is it? All right. Well, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not against yeah. them going back to the moon. Let's try it out. Why not? <laughs> you know, it's been a while. It's been you know, a while. It's been a while. And if they want to go to Mars, I think you know, going to the moon first is probably a good idea. To yeah, let's get a little, uh, you know, figure some shit out on the moon. Hey, uh, we're sorry we couldn't get uh, Karen Zeifman on. She just sent me a note saying the audio wasn't working on their computer. And they even showered for us today. Uh, <laughs> so um, we'll try and reschedule uh, so we can talk about her book. And uh, tomorrow on the program, Dan Duran, I know you got to go. So let me finish this part and then we got to go. I know you got to go. Tomorrow on the program, Barry Shepley will be our guest. And then Wednesday, Drew Marshall. Uh, another guest to be rescheduled looking forward to that and uh tomorrow we can talk about uh, a couple things that were left on the uh, table today Mm -hmm. one of which is an interesting phenomenon that you guys may or may not be aware of which is these companies coming out in solidarity for lisa laflamme it's very interesting out oh, there. Yeah, it friends. is. Very, very interesting. Also, a, the Bell CEO, Mirko Bibic, I guess his name over the weekend, 
come out and claims she was not fired for age, uh, for gender or yeah. hair. Yeah. It's just, you know, people don't need the, or, you know, habits have changed and not everybody watches the 11 o'clock news anymore, which is all true. But what's that got to do with firing her? They're still, yeah. They still got the news. Yeah. Now they got some other guy now. But, you know, like, if I was that guy, I'd be watching his hair color as yeah. soon as it gets a little gray. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And now to say so long with the beautiful vistas in the background. Here he is, the star of stage and screen, Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. Email us, humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, Constipation, starring Humble and Fred, coming soon to the Peterborough Theory Guild. As Howard once said, just the odd ones are giant fuckheads. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?